All right, folks, brace yourselves for a battle so intense it had more spotlights than a Hollywood premiere and more unanswered questions than a UFO sighting in Area 51. The Battle of Los Angeles was so confusing, even the aliens were scratching their heads, wondering if they took a wrong turn at Alpha Centauri. Picture this, possible UFOs hovering over L.A. like overzealous tourists at a buffet and our military responding with more firepower than a fireworks factory going off on the 4th of July. I mean, who needs diplomacy when you got a barrage of anti-aircraft fire? So sit back and relax. The air raid sirens are going, and we are now in a blackout. I hope somebody knows what's actually going on. Hey guys, what's going on? And thanks, Todd, for that opening. I have blackout stuck in my head by the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> That's not going to go away, I'm guessing. You're welcome. <laughs> That's not going to go away, I don't think. So I'm, I guess that's not the last time you're going to bring that part up. So. <laughs> Negatory. Zach, how's it going, my man? I'm on vacation, dude, so it's not, uh, it's no no stress this week. Not too bad. Just Lindy, are you? It's the only stress Fantastic. I have. Fantastic. Yeah. Todd's been gone for the last week, so I can run around the house naked. And just, just lounge. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I took all my personal security cameras down. <laughs> Get that in writing, probably. <laughs> Tom, I can neither confirm nor deny that uh, I may have uh, nude footage of Lindy. <laughs> I'll oh, trade no. these. I'll, I'll trade these videos for videos of uh, nude Sasquatch. You're gonna have to have, have a conversation with Lindy about that first. I think. Oh, yeah, I think. <laughs> she she signed the consent form when I moved in. Oh mm-hmm. oh. She you know didn't read the fine print. Guess not. Uh, guess not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm guessing the whole back of the page was nothing but tiny little letters. <laughs> Do not flip over. Just sign. <laughs> you don't need to read the fine print, really. It's no, just a contract. contract. You know, it's we own everything and your soul. <laughs> well, what are we doing today here, Todd? We're talking about. Are we talking aliens today, or what are we doing? Uh, We are going to allude to alleged UFOs. So you can neither confirm nor deny. There you go, buddy. That's the title of this episode, right? It's got to (laughs) be. Well, this this incident, and we're talking two hours worth of time total, um, is one of the biggest backdrops for all kinds of books and movies yeah. of, you know, aliens attacking LA, you know, you've got the battle of Los Angeles, Cloverfield, all these, you know, I mean, independence day for Christ's sakes, they blew up the Capitol records building. I was so sad. <laughs> Kill the industry. Um, anyways, so, <laughs> I love Cloverfield. Know, I thought they did uh, that well. So, yeah. you know, you, you've got all of this just based off assumption, but the big thing is, is the, the underlying story is that 
really fed into all of this. Like, um, well, I'll just, you know, off the top, uh, I'm sure everybody's heard the term a zoot suit riot. Mm -hmm. That came about during World War II because in L.A., a lot of the Hispanic people had very nice, which back then most of your very nice suits were wool blends or wool. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, had the long-termed zoot suit. Gangster-looking. They went into, you know, uh, gosh, uh, basically a wadding certain amounts of wool to be used by civilians. The rest of it was being used to make blankets and stuff, you know, during, you know, the winter for the soldiers over in Europe. And so, you know, you could only get so much wool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just took my pen away because you can hear it in the background. I can't play with anything. I can't push buttons today. <laughs> I have to be a good kid. I can't do any of my ticks. Stay on target. <laughs> So anyways, um, you had a lot of uh, racial tension, as always, in the greater Los Angeles area. So you had white folks that were, now mind you, most of these Hispanic people had already, (laughs) fuck you, Matt. (laughs) Maybe I don't want to see Matt today. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, back at the ranch. um, You, you had a bunch of white people that were chasing down these Hispanics and beating them up because they were wearing these very nice wool suits. And they're like, you know, we're in a shortage. You only get an allotment, da, 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 and you're wasting it. You know, our soldiers need this wool. Not thinking Ooh. that these people had already, you know, bought and purchased these suits before the war or Prior, anything yeah. else. Should have been grandfathered in, I feel. And yeah, and so it became a, a kind of a, a status thing that the Hispanic community, you know, would go out in the evenings and do all this stuff and they would all wear their wool zoot yeah, suits. Because you dress to the nines, yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they uh they actually had, you know, somewhat of a riot in the streets where the you know, the white racists were, you know, confronting all the Hispanics and all the Hispanics were like, Screw you, we've got our zoot suits and started beating each other up in the streets. And now you've got a term that's made, uh, you know, rather famous by, you know, different ska bands, but, you know, Zoot Suit Riot. But I was going to say, there's no way that's not a band. Okay, where you screwed up, though, is when you said ska bands and all these ska bands, you lost me there. So anyways, before Zach decided to interject with his musical racism. It's the Terry Pop and Daddies that do Zoot Suit Riot. Oh, the song. Okay. Mm-hmm. I figured it was a band name as well. I'm sure somebody did it. Yeah. You know, who knows? <laughs> but also during this time, you also have to remember that, you know, more so towards the end, right after this battle of Los Angeles, um, is when they started, you know, shipping. I mean, they, they claimed it was just Japanese descendants, but, you know, it was, if you were Asian, you know, they started putting them in internment camps, mm-hmm. you know, so... Which famously and weirdly enough, they never did with German descendants during World War II. They only did it to the Asians because guess what? The German descendants are white. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. You know, the, the history of our racism. Uh-huh. So anyways, let's start with some basics here. I'm going to give you a... Timeline of events for this, and then I'll go into the actual story. So, 
At approximately 2.25 a.m. on the morning of 25 February 1942, um, two different radar stations along the Southern California coast began detecting unidentified targets roughly about 80 to 100 miles off the coast, uh, you know, west of Los Angeles. And these blips were showing up on the radar and then disappearing. And then moments later, reappearing. But they were all roughly staying in the same area. They couldn't, like, truly predict, you know, they're traveling towards us, they're traveling away from us. They just were appearing and then disappearing. They're playing peekaboo and shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a prime time to be nervous about things that you're finding on radar as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. So to put this in perspective, uh, December of 1941 was when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. And we knew that if they could reach Hawaii, they could most definitely reach the West coast of the United States. California. And there had been numerous sightings of Japanese submarines off the coast, but they never really did anything until February 23rd of 1942. And it's the only time of a recorded actual coastal attack by the Japanese. A Japanese sub popped up just kind of in the area of Santa Barbara. And there was an oil refinery that is what they call it in the tidewater. So it's not actually sitting right on the coast. It's out into the Gulf, you know, the ocean area. But it's close enough to land that it's on, on a pier, basically. So big ships can get in, unload, do all that stuff. And so a Japanese sub popped up uh, about 25 miles off the coast and started lopping, you know, three and a half inch artillery rounds off the sub at this oil refinery. Um, it, it only did maybe about, in 1942 money, about $500 worth of damage to the place. I mean, it really didn't do anything. Nobody got hurt. Didn't really, it just kind of, you know, screwed up a couple of buildings, put some holes and stuff. Nothing too terrible. So, you know, this happens on the 23rd. And during that same time frame, it's, it's kind of coined out because the, the president used to do little, you know, fireside radio broadcasts every week. And so this Japanese sub attack coincided at the same time that the president was doing his little fireside radio speech. And it was like a direct little, you know, Fuck you. <laughs> You're on the radio? Well, guess what? We're going to lob a couple of rounds at your oil refinery. Mm-hmm. And, Just to let you know, know we're here, kind of a deal. Yeah. yeah. In case yeah. you didn't yeah. know. So I'm making all kinds of noise and pissing Zach off here. So we'll go into that. So. <laughs> okay. I got 15 more pages to read. If you don't shut up, we're never going to get through it. I have found so, out that I am the only one that writes my notes down. You guys, I've got to get this professional shit going on that you guys have. For me <laughs> Matt, it's called you know, open a blank word document, minimize it to the side, copy, paste it into <laughs> your Microsoft Word document, and then scratch out the stuff you don't care about and highlight the important things. I, I am lazy, and I have found the easiest way to do things. I am not Lindy who reads 16 books, writes down 25 pages of notes with 
in hand and then goes and types them all out on the computer and re-edits and re-edits and re-edits. <laughs> That's what I do too. That's why I will tell you till the day I die. If Lindy had my voice, you guys would have it made because she would never have microphone issues. She'd never drop out and she puts in 50 times more effort into this stuff. If I tried to type my notes out, like the computer wouldn't even know. It's like spell check didn't get that. It's it's like nothing. You know all the words and I wasn't close to any of them, apparently. (laughs) I actually did not write. I didn't type out Manson. That was all handwritten. So there you go. I can't remember fucking chicken scratch. She must have read 17 books and was like, I'm not even going to bother typing all this out. That's the thing when I'm writing it down, it all looks like, yeah, yeah. And then a few days later when I do it, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Can't read your own handwriting. You're like, what did I, I write? I'm glad it goes in order. I'll just start saying shit. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck his name is. I can't spell it. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's irrelevant. No, it's not irrelevant. Al- Alberto Fee? <laughs> it's beachy. Okay, so during the night of, you know, 24 going into 25 February, unidentified objects caused a succession of alerts in Southern California. A warning was issued by Naval Intelligence indicating that an attack could be expected on this evening. Uh, That evening, many flares and blinking lights were reported from the vicinity of different defense industry plants. Um, An alert was called at 7.18 p.m. Pacific time and then was lifted at about 11 o'clock that night. Um, Tensions were pretty high, as you can expect, in the middle of a world war. And so in the morning of the 25th, uh, renewed activity began. Radars picked up an unidentified target 80 to 100 miles off the coast of Los Angeles. Um, This kept, like I said, they were appearing intermediately, disappearing, but they could get no true gauge of movement. They weren't coming closer to the inland, and they were not going farther out into the ocean. They were just staying in the same basic kind of like 15-mile radius. Okay. So... Uh, around 2.15 a.m., as this keeps occurring and going on, um, they called what they, is a, a green alert, which basically they put all the AAA and spotlight stations on the southern coast of California on alert. They went into a green alert, which means they have to actually be on standby around the guns. They're not just, you know, hanging out in the barracks. Yeah. They actually have gunnery crews around all these guns, which we're talking about. Five and a half inch, you know, howitzer. <laughs> Finger guns. near the trigger, but not on it yet. Yes. Just have it near. So, um, they alerted the uh, AAA batteries, and then... Not the double A's. What about the D's? <laughs> Buddy, if what we got to break out the double D's, if you need D's, this is going to be a whole different podcast. Nine All volts? Right. 99 volts? I mean... Weapons of mass distraction yeah, are a wonderful thing. I need nine <laughs> volts. I, I don't know why. I know why they're so expensive. You just want to put your every on every smoke alarm, every yeah. smoke alarm takes nine volts. That's why they're so expensive. 
plus my guitars and my tuning pedal. <laughs> anyway, I take them out of the smoke detector. If one goes out, my guitar, I'll take it. <laughs> you just reminded me of something. There is a comedian who's just raunchy, and he's going through a list, and then he looks down into the crowd, and he's like, "There's a kid here. How old are you?" And this this boy is just staring at him, and he's like. How old are you? And the kid's like 13. He's like, where are your parents? And he points right next to him. And he's like, you brought your kid to one of my shows? And he's like, (laughs) the parents are just like, well, you know. And then he's like, you're on vacation, right? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. The kid's just, now the kid's just mortified, you know. He's like, "Uh, you still a virgin? And the kid's just like, you know. The mom and dad are like, yes, he is, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, kid, I'm just going to tell you this. You're going to hear a lot of things that I talk about tonight because don't think I'm going to dumb it down just because you're here. Your parents paid for the ticket. They're going to get their money's worth. But I will tell you this. You're going to hear me refer to a lot of things that you're not going to understand. All I'm going to tell you is get a 9-volt battery, stick it on your tongue, once you get to the point where that doesn't bother you and the taste is okay, everything else in your life is going to be wonderful. <laughs> was it Doug Stanhope? I don't remember who it was. But I'm just, I just always, when you start talking about 9-volt batteries, that popped in my head. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, because, you know, first time you go down to handle some business. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Stanhope. <laughs> It probably was. Okay, so... So anyways, you were going to make me (laughs) Yeah, so there I was, looking this 9-volt battery. Lighting this 9-volt on fire. Yep, so radars are tracking. Uh, Now it's an approaching target. The the radar blips are starting to move and come into the coast. And at 221, uh, the regional controller... Uh, now decides we need to go into a blackout. So they call it a, a citywide blackout, which if you people do not understand what a blackout is, it's you don't have anything on your phone. You know, they didn't have phones like we do today. So it's no TV, no light on in your house, nothing. You literally might as well just go to bed if you think you can because you're not doing anything. I don't give them a yeah. target. And, and if you get caught with a light on or trying to walk around with a flashlight or anything else, it's not just like they're going to write you a ticket. No, they're going to cuff you, throw you in the back of the cop car, and you're going to sit in the back of the cop car until all this is done because you know, they can't take you anywhere, but they're going to control you because that was the easiest way for targets to be found was by seeing you know lights. Light. Yeah. So the blackout gets put into effect and roughly somewhere around 243 um, a report comes in from some of these coastal AAA batteries that they are seeing objects in the sky but they can't determine if it's an aircraft or not mm-hmm. they just see something flying around so somebody speaking, speaking of objects in the sky I just had to mute my mic because a Chinook was flying over and it was low enough that I could hear it in my headphones. 
They must be out looking for them pot fields. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. It's harvest season. <laughs> <laughs> so roughly at about 3.06 a.m., um, a call comes in over the radio that says, we just seen roughly 25 aircraft flying at roughly 12,000 feet coming into the coast of Los Angeles. So somebody decides to send up a balloon carrying a red flare and just to gauge height and to see if the flare can actually give them a better identification of if it's really aircraft or not. Because nobody other than this one radio call has said anything about actually seeing an aircraft. Just things up there. So, this is nerve wracking. At 3.07 a.m. Some time has passed. Standard time. Just some, yeah, at specific, specific standard time. That's what I said, specific. Someone. I said booty traps, that's what I said. Yeah. Somebody. Goddamn booby trap. Decides to pull the trigger. Shot her around the world again. Yes. So AAA fire starts going off at 3.07 a.m. And does not stop until 4.14 a.m. <laughs> That's a lot of rounds. I'm not going to do that for an hour, but okay. That's a lot of rounds. I pushed a button. <laughs> so now... The air raid sirens go off. All the big spotlights that they have all over the city of L.A. are now illuminating the sky. (laughs) And it's a constant... Just red flares shooting through the air. It takes roughly five to six minutes to do a reload on a five and a half inch artillery gun. Okay? They shot off almost 1,450 rounds and that roughly, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Sounds to yeah. me like it was like, oh God, it's coming around for us. Yeah. So, yeah. And we're talking about an issue of this, this, you know, area of AAA batteries, you know, these five and a half inch guns were, were spread over that are part of 25 miles from the center of Los Angeles out. You, so think, you've got the- you think maybe like Japan was like trying to test out like a cloaking situation to see if it worked. And they were like, turn around. It doesn't fucking work. It does not work. Well, you know, there is one, there is one theory of that. There's another that, you know, the aliens were looking for a really good taco truck. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, let's talk about Ish it. Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> so this goes on for literally an hour. Until finally someone gets a hold of the radio and calls a ceasefire. But the whole time during this hour, nobody truly knows what's happening. There are so many conflicting recorded stories of, well, I've seen this. Well, I've seen this. And, and I don't know if you've ever, I mean, you could go back and watch some older movies from AAA stuff, but I mean, we're talking like 
bigger lights than you see out for haunted houses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bigger lights than that. Only there's 50 to a hundred of them. And AAA fire basically sends a shell up like a firework and it explodes and sends metal shrapnel all into the sky, hoping to get caught in the motors of, you know, these airplanes and everything else. So you would, it's kind of like predator where they open, they lay down fire and just mow down the jungle. We didn't hit a damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Motherfuckers shoot like stormtroopers. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's, let's hope it wasn't quite that bad, but yeah, basically. So for an hour, there's nothing but all this shrapnel being shot up, all this smoke, and all these spotlights just going everywhere. And people are like, I seen a UFO, I seen a flying sopper, I seen aliens, I seen 500 Japanese bombers, blah, blah, blah. You know, there was actually one report where a guy said he saw an actual submarine flying through the air. Oh, well, I've heard that, like the, the, the cigar shaped crafts. I've heard yeah. about those, but they look, they would look like a flying submarine. I thought yeah. I thought putty tat. Yeah. <laughs> so, I did. I did. So at 4.14 a.m., somebody actually gets a call out through all the radios to cease fire. And things slowly wind down. Except for, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure just, that, it probably you know, took a minute for the smoke die. to clear. Just shoot. Just shoot. <laughs> they stop. And now the question is, is that there's so much smoke up in the sky. Nobody can see anything. So now they're just like, should we keep shooting? I can't see nothing. We should just keep shooting. And everybody, no, stop. Cease fire. Cease fire. It sounds like it happened in Kentucky, not in California. That's just me talking. (laughs) So (laughs) things calm down. They get to the point where the the skies are beginning to clear. There's no airplanes. They shot absolutely zero of anything down. They're starting to look around the city. There's minor damage, some broken windows, all this stuff from all the shrapnel falling back down out of the sky. Or maybe even the noise. Five people, five people died in this the supposed battle of Los Angeles. Three people died from getting into car accidents when the blackout was called. Another two people died from heart attacks once the AAA barrage started. For an hour. Fair enough. Makes sense. They got nothing on the CIA. That's all I can say. Yeah. No. Nobody was actually wounded from any of this, you know, other than, you know, the, the traffic accidents and everything else. So, you start getting into the stories and witnesses described objects as moving in an erratic manner. Some reported that they appeared to hover, change direction suddenly and move too slow for conventional aircraft. They could provide no true proof of any actual aircraft. And, um, the U S military initially said, well, you know, this had to be, you know, some kind of Japanese attack, but, um, the Japanese would later state at the end of the war that they actually never flew any aircraft um, into California, to the coast. They never tried an airborne attack against the California coast. And the only time they brought a sub in close enough to do anything 
was the two days prior to this when they shelled that, you know, Tidewater oil refinery. Gotcha. Wow. So. So we don't know what it was. So, yes. So here, herein lies where the, you know, conspiracy of it comes into. The military never does anything without paperwork, period. Never has, never will. The identities of the radar operators during this time frame are completely unknown. There's no record of who it was. How's that possible? They just, poof. We don't know who was running it. We, you know, we lost that paperwork. We can't find it. <laughs> was it the guy from the day before? Oh, they, was of, they was a part of M- MZ Ultra. <laughs> MZ Ultra. Yeah. It's like the same guy's been manning this machine for three years, but you don't know who was manning it that day. Exactly. No. Hmm? Oh, this, would be, this would be OSS. Not so, a game. During the confusion of this over the next couple of days, um, you know, everybody's pointing a finger at Japan. You know, it's this, it's that, da, 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 da. You've got, you know, zoot, zoot riots going on. Everything is just absolute haywire. Nobody's calm. The tension is palpable. And then on the fourth day after this happened, the Secretary of the Navy comes out and says, well, you know, we did launch some weather balloons later <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> and if that doesn't Small give guess. you the, if that doesn't give you enough of a reason to have a conspiracy theory about yep. this, you're nuts. Yeah. Now, weather this is the big thing for me. They they never and then mind you, radar back in the 40s was just, you know, you'd send something out, you'd get a return back. Mm-hmm. And you'd measure how long that return took, whether it was coming or going towards you. Right. Well, the records for, you know, other than hearsay, there, there are no official records of anything documented about, you know, other than the story of they were just staying in this same localized area until all of a sudden they started coming in towards the coast. So they were out there over the ocean, goofing around forever, playing peekaboo, and then all of a sudden they just started, you know, beelining it for the coast. They could never identify an aircraft. There's no records of, you know, it, you know we tracked it. The only thing that is documented is from the dispatcher for all the AAA batteries. He got the radio call to put them on green alert. That time is documented, but everything else is just gone. No documentation. We don't know who these people were. No notes taken, nothing. And then four days later, well, we did send up some weather balloons. (laughs) Nothing to see here, folks. Move along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. These aren't Figured the girls you're looking for. So, you know, we so can... Uh, forgot about them, and then, uh, you know, we little itchy on the trigger fingers because of what happened last year, and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we let fly. Well, you know, I thought I saw, you know, Japanese flag on them weather, and I figured, well, we better take care of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> the big thing that did come out of this was that um, the people in California and a senator for California um, tried to claim 
that this was all a big setup so that the government could justify moving all of the defense industry contracts and, and plants, you know, making things for the war out of California so they weren't on the coast. Okay. So you, you, you take it to a whole new level of the political controversy mm-hmm. and conspiracy. Now it's, you know, red versus blue and all this. But this argument went on for years, and it wasn't until 1984 wow. that the Air Force officially <laughs> set out the record that it was because of weather balloons. <laughs> Jesus. They spent 40-some-odd years investigating this one well, even if you count the the radar, you know, guys picking up this hour and a half incident in time, forty years to just go. It was weather balloon. <laughs> I don't think that so. many rounds of ammo has to be expensive. Oh yeah, hundred and fifty rounds. That's expensive. Yeah, that's a lot of. It's a lot of lead. Uh, yeah, I'd say. And brass. Metal casings, whatever. Mm-hmm. In my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Lindy just did the song. She Lindy just there. did a song. She she sang a song. She she tied it in even. Yep. Oh, all coming together. Nicely done. Yes, oi, 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 oi. <laughs> And we Where's got the big belly. We got the big belly laugh out of her too. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Mission accomplished. So to kind of tie this up as we go into the, you know, closing summarization, Matt, the only thing I can truly tell you about this is that I can neither confirm nor deny whether there was aliens involved. <laughs> I, I want to picture this in my own head that they were heading towards the coast and since something was going to happen and just went into the ocean like a lot of them talk about. Yeah, I, I like to think that they were like, where'd you say those taco trucks were at around here? Well, I'm telling you, if you go this way, and they sat out over the ocean arguing about which way to go. And then when they, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go to that one. You know, they headed in and like, uh, are they shooting off fireworks? Are they trying to greet us? What the hell's going on down there? And then they changed know. their mind. They decided they wanted Chinese food and they said, fuck it, we're out of here. We're going to Chinatown. I, I was just getting ready to do the machine gun noise, and then I was like, nope, I don't want to fire Lindy. She just did a music thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Your guys' machine gun noises are my favorite, though. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Uh, already ruined it. Do it, Matt. Do it. I'll just have to keep, Let's keep going. Give us There's a pew-pew, no Matt. Give us a pew-pew, Oh, pew, fuck Matt. it, I quit. <laughs> that's my line you can't say that's not your episode alright fuck it I'm done <laughs> I have had the hills of Los Angeles are burning stuck in my head for the few months that we've known that we were going to do this episode and I think I can finally get it out of there now there you go pretty excited now you can get blackout now you can get blackout in there like me <laughs> Oh, you're not inside. What are you doing, Todd? 
<laughs> I'm pushing all the buttons I because I couldn't do that while I was talking. All right, you feel better? <laughs> there it is. There's our days of thunder. Man. There we go. And if you don't chew big red, then. Uh, well, um, wow, it's going to be a short one, but I'm okay with it. Um, well, I figured the people deserved something a little bit less than, you know, an hour and 37 minutes. Take so. the edge I'm off of Manson. Sorry. You know what I'm going to say, let me think, one, two, three, four, five, six. the last seven episodes have all been like an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. So. Of horrible things. Well, horrible that, things. That's why I don't talk about horrible things. I talk about. I don't know. What it's do you not think all happened? fucking sunshine and rainbows, man. Well, certainly, I have never talked week. about sunshine. The next well, two weeks, you know, I yeah. like rainbows. It's gonna be yeah. rough. A little bit rough. So yeah, Halloween's coming up. We need scary stories, people. Yeah, yes. you need to comment, email yeah. us, tell us things. Right. I mean, for hell's sakes, I I have been waiting for a year for someone to email and say, "Can you just get Todd to shut the fuck up?" And it has not happened. And by the way, you can now send us a voicemail on, on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, and leave a voicemail. And if uh, if it's fucking funny enough, we'll definitely put it on the episode. Uh, if it's scary enough, we might hop in a vehicle and go over there, depending on how far away it is from uh, where we all are. Yes, sir. Man, I think the people on the East Coast are the only safe ones. We've pretty much got the Midwest and the West <laughs> pretty well covered. We can be six hours away from you real easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm ready for some stories. I'm ready for some stories. Yeah. I know Dylan's story was freaking huge and so yeah. fun to do. And then he yeah. had a picture of stuff and just a walk the through. The creepiest like, fuck oh, is what it was. Me. Yeah. Show me yeah. where stuff was at. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, guys, we are now hosted through Spotify. Doesn't mean you can't get it anywhere else. But um, I think this episode will be uh video on Spotify and uh the more people we get on there to leave a rating, like review, all that good shit, uh really helps with the algorithm. So yes, I would it appreciate does. it if you would go do that. And uh we appreciate you guys for listening, continuing to listen. And, and if you're this is your first episode, thanks for checking it out. Appreciate yeah. that. I'm yeah. I'm sorry it gets better. Mm. Or worse. Mm. <laughs> Depending. <laughs> and, and just in case you haven't realized it yet, um, me and my brother Zach do not live in the same state. So if you don't have the video for this, there's a lot that's going to be missed by you because we are just deliberately screwing with each other because I, I can reach over and reach him. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Yeah, he's, he's he's been the king of the deep sigh on me all week. Dude, I do it all the time. It's not just... It's a, hey, he's exactly he's treating me like I'm one of his kids. Hi, old. I'm on vacation. I just want to... Can't we watch Empire again? I want another nap. Just the one time. Just the once. Just the, just the once. Just the once. All right. Matt, you got anything else you want to... Wrap this shit up. Oh, sure, I, I do. I do. Once again, thank you guys for listening. All this stuff Zach said. Tune in on uh, Saturday night, seven time, seven p.m. Central on Facebook. We do lives. I don't know if we're going to do one tonight. Zach and Todd are off to a concert, so I don't know what it'd be. It's going to be up in the air. We'll, well, this will be 
after that anyway, so it doesn't really. <laughs> It'd be we'll so boring without me. Just tune in. Yeah. Time travel is, is a weird thing. You got to fall, hit your head on the toilet first, and then you have to. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah, this isn't coming out directly shit. after we're done with it. This yeah. will be. Well, you know what? We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, and guys. That's a great idea. Later. <laughs> Later. Bye. Okay, I love you. Bye bye. Hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. I can neither confirm nor deny that anything in this episode had anything to do with gay porn. (laughs) I think it had as much to do with that as it did fucking weather balloons. (laughs) I hope.